0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights radio network. And welcome in to the AAA
1: Insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights drop this one 5-1 to one to the Colorado Avalanche. Let's bring in the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dan Duva, to try to make a little bit of sense out of this one and You know, Dan, when you you look at this game, if you're the Golden Knights, what's your takeaway? What do you try to take away to use from this game? The Avalanche are really good. Yes. And
2: if the Golden Knights are considering a, a division championship this year, they know what they're up against. And listen, they knew that coming into the game. It's not like they were surprised that Colorado is this good. Remember that the Knights had beaten the Avalanche already twice this year. Like, <laughs> it, it seems like a long time ago, but it was only last month. You know, it, it's not like it was, you think about it, in a normal season. Sometimes you play a club in October, you don't see them again until March. Like, that's, that's a big difference. Here, they played four times in a row in February. They haven't seen each other since then. There are some healthier bodies for Colorado Um, Grubauer is playing his best hockey of the season. Fleury has dipped a little bit the last few games. I also wonder, Ryan, if that two-day break between games is almost an unfortunate break. It's almost like they realized they could relax for a day or two, but they had a hard time getting back into the groove, right? They played in Los Angeles Sunday, and maybe they weren't quite in sync for that one. Ended up losing but they got the motor going in the third, and they played well on Monday. Then they turned the motor off, day off on Tuesday, go back to practice, first time they've had to practice in a long time. And so today they had an optional morning skate, and it seemed like while they kind of got the engine to turn over enough to get a goal in the first period and keep Colorado off off the board in the first, clearly they just couldn't keep it running. So can you say, to continue the car analogy, did – Did they run out of gas? Well, it's hard to say that when they've just had two days off. But, again, like we're trying to to provide these generalizations, it affects some guys more than others. Some players are sharper than others. And then uh, different combinations of players. I mean, Max Pacioretty scores that goal, Mm -hmm. but, you know, he missed two games, so he hasn't played in a while. He should be as fresh as anybody and on and on and on. So I I, I suppose you can try to figure out all of that stuff. It's a fool's, Aaron. The question now is... Can they get the engine started to what they uh, need it to be against Colorado? And by the way, you know the Colorado Avalanche were really good today, but they, you know, will have then played more games, so will they have a slower motor come Saturday afternoon?
1: Right? It goes yeah. on both sides. So, <laughs> I point is, Ryan, I don't know. You know, when you when you take these two teams, we look at kind of the the matchup throughout this regular season so far uh you look at colorado they're really good they're a very deep team when it comes to the golden knights we say the same things they are a very good team they are deep but do you need more from your your second from your third and fourth lines just in terms of production to 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 find ways different ways to beat the colorado avalanche yeah uh,
2: you know we we kind of talked about this in the latter stages of the third period you know alex tuck has uh, you know has this great run uh, following the Lake Tahoe game. It kind of started against the Avalanche that game in Denver back on February 22nd. And he's up to 13 goals, but his only point in the last nine games was an empty net goal. And that was your star performer from the bottom six. You know, Carrier has managed to get his first goal. Reeves managed to get his first goal. You know, Cody Glass has been scratched now a couple of games in a row. Not that Cody Glass was uh, producing a ton but uh, you know is there you know a place for him to go back into the lineup for Saturday's game or do you go in the extreme opposite direction and say hey let's give Cody some games in the American League I I don't know if that's the course to take but clearly if you've got someone of that caliber sitting on the bench it's not doing him any good you want him to play whether it's in the NHL or in the AHL we're sitting one game all right you kind of take a step back you Maybe catch a breath. You think about things. Or, but, you know, if he's going to be benched for multiple games, then you start to think, hey, this guy's got to play. Um, sitting and pouting for – not that he's pouting. I shouldn't say that. He's not pouting. But he's, he's sitting and he's having a watch, and nobody wants to watch um, when you're a pro hockey player. So uh, there's all of that. Um, you know, there, Carrier with Reeves and Kolasar, uh, that ended up today. Nick Watt ended up with Carrier in Reeves for stretches it's harder i suppose to do the stuff you want to do when you're you're down by goals but um yeah there's they've got to figure out something there it seems like every game the bottom six has a different configuration it's you know it's like nine players for those six spots Mm -hmm. and it's a hard thing to put your finger on exactly what is the best configuration there and they've got, to, they've got to sort that out because right now the, the bodies are healthy, right? It's not an injury thing at this juncture with those guys. It's about figuring out who deserves to be there and who clicks with who. It doesn't always look right on paper. How it plays out on the
1: ice could be something you don't think, in theory, would work out. The Golden Knights have the ability to go to Robin Leonard on Saturday. We have not seen Leonard against Colorado. What What are you thinking that that change could do for the Golden Knights on Saturday? You'd think, first of all, that Leonard will be busier on Saturday than he
2: was in the game on Monday against the Blues just because of the, the speed with which Colorado plays and the chances that they generate. So uh, I, would, I would think that... It's like in baseball, all right, you had a bad game today, your starting pitcher wasn't at his best, or the lineup just couldn't string something together, whatever. Well, you know, the next day's starting pitcher is what gets you the momentum. So, hey, Leonard's won a couple of games since he's come back. Hey, you could could build off of that, and maybe that puts behind today's game. You could put it in the rearview mirror to to a certain degree. I, I, I also wonder, you know, what other lineup changes could be. Um, could be made. You know, you don't want to overreact to one game, but at the same time, uh, it, they didn't have the recipe today. Leonard uh, is a is a is a bigger goalie, takes up more of the net. You know, we, we know the difference, but obviously, Leonard and Fleury with different styles. That alone can be uh, could be a, an important factor in defending how an opposing team scores.
1: All right, Dan. As always, thanks for joining us here on the post game show. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of Dan Duva. Let's head to Pete DeBoer as <clears throat>
3: Well, where do you start? Uh you know, I, I think uh,
0: uh
3: penalties um you know um I mean, there was a there was a a bunch of things, but you know, even after the first period, it was a little bit of uh, uh a mirage where we were at. I didn't I didn't like uh our game even in the first even though we were up and uh, you know got a good old-fashioned ass-kicking tonight.
4: Next question for Pete comes from Alan Snell LV SportsBase.
3: Hi Alan. Hi Pete. Um, I'm wondering with the condensed
2: schedule, um, you know, what kind of impact this game would have in terms of how you plan to um, manage um, the time, uh, the the workloads for your players, um, such a condensed schedule down the stretch and then you got the playoffs?
3: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, the condensed schedule played no role in tonight. There's no, no excuse for uh, for us not to have as much energy as them. You know, everyone's, everyone's playing the same schedule. They're traveling from back to back. So it played no role tonight. Um, you know, the condensed schedule is what it is. Everyone's dealing with it. And, you know, we've got enough depth that, uh, you know, we should have uh, – be able to put a lineup out there with with good energy every night
4: next question for pete tonight goes to justin emerson las vegas son
3: hey justin
5: hey pete what do you do as a coach after a game like that do you talk to the players or do you just
1: kind of let them just kind of work it out and head to practice tomorrow
3: well no we 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 will look at it and talk to them you know uh, i didn't talk to them immediately after the game i think uh you know, when when uh, when you're a player and you play a game like that, you're 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 not uh, you know in the frame of mind to be taking in uh, a lot of messaging. I think uh, you know no one's happy with with how the the night went, and uh, you know tomorrow's going to be all about our response.
4: Next question comes from Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Chris.
6: Yeah, hi Pete. This morning you mentioned that these guys would remember the last game you played against them and, and they would be ready for you. You kind of got the ideal start, but I guess how frustrating is it that after that ideal start, things kind of went south and you really didn't have an answer for them?
3: Yeah. Well, you hit it on the head. I mean, we, we knew they were going to be be good and motivated. And uh, like I said, I, I think the start was a little bit of fool's gold. I think, uh, you know, we we were fortunate to be up one nothing at the end of one. You know, I'm not sure we deserved it.
4: Final question for P we'll go back to David Shane at the Las Vegas review journal.
3: Hi David. Hi,
7: At least on the, the shot counter it was like 18 for you guys that's a season low
3: what did they do defensively
7: to uh, limit those they get so much attention for their offense but they have a pretty good defense too yes?
3: Yeah they, they have a great defense you know you know arguably the, 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 the most mobile defense in the league and uh, you know, you have to have detail in your game and your four check routes and your offensive zone support, uh, or, you know, they're, they're not spending any time in their end. And we were lacking in, in uh, a lot of those areas tonight.
4: Thanks, Pete.
1: That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's post game interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center.
0: To the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: AAA Insurance post-game show. Let's head
0: back to Ball Arena.
1: Bring in Mark Stone as he addresses the media.
8: Uh, I mean, they got a lucky goal, but it just—it t- just took a lot of flow out of the game, and they just com- completely dominated us for the last, uh, you know, 15 minutes of that uh, second period.
4: Last question tonight comes from David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal.
8: And Mark, you kind of touched
7: on it, but Pete said even the first period was kind of fool's goal. Did you feel that way? Did you feel it kind of carried over into the second period?
8: I mean, I thought it was okay. I mean, I was a part of the game and felt like we were, you know, I mean, we gave up some chances, but um, overall, I didn't think we were uh, getting completely outworked like we did in the second. But like I said, you take three penalties in the first 10 minutes of the second period or eight minutes, whatever it was, um, they're not coming out with a lot of momentum. Um, Even if we did kill uh, the majority of the penalties, um, you know, they just kept throwing it down our throats and, um, you know, we just couldn't match it. Uh, And then the lines get juggled, you know, guys are sitting at the end of the bench and uh, you get out of that rhythm. I, I think that was a really important part of the game.
4: turn back to david shane from the las vegas review Journal.
7: mark offensively you guys didn't seem to be able to generate a lot of shots what did they do or what did they do tonight to prevent a lot of those chances
8: well they have four or five very good puck moving defensemen um if you turn pucks over they turn it and and go um i think you saw that pretty clearly uh we weren't getting pucks in we weren't getting our four check established Um, If you put pucks in behind them, you know, they they don't want to go back and get it. But if you turn it over, uh, they transition the puck better than anyone in in the league. So um, they play a different style than most teams. And uh, we're going to have to adjust to it. Um, You know, we're not going to beat this team off the rush. Uh, They got some guys who who really do a good job. We have to make them come 200 feet to beat us. And I don't think we did a very good job of that. Our forecheck was just non-existent.
4: I'll conclude tonight's availability. Mark, thanks for your time thanks
1: stone speaking to the media after tonight's loss five to one to the colorado avalanche and i want to just kind of hone in on on one thing that mark stone said and that's about the colorado avalanche and what makes them so difficult to to play against why are they able to to generate so much offense and minimize so much offense against and it's it's all about the puck-moving defenseman. Mark Stone said they've got four or five guys that can move the puck. If you turn it over, they're going the other way, and they're creating offense off the rush. And we saw what the Colorado Colorado Avalanche are able to do in that circumstance, and they are able to really control a game that way. For the Golden Knights, there's a couple of things that I think you look at and a couple of things that you want to implement in Saturday's game simplify the game get pucks in deep and make those defensemen turn around pull a puck off the wall before they start to look for their outlets if you give them too much time and space if you give them the puck they're going to make the right play and they're going to spring that offense and spring those dynamic forwards for the colorado avalanche it's a good lesson to learn for the golden knights that they're going to have to simplify this game against the colorado avalanche the post-game injury report is brought to you by the valley health system the official health system of the vegas golden knights max patch returns back to the lineup tonight uh, will there be any lineup changes outside of uh, we expect robin leonard to start on saturday uh, that'll be open for debate that's something that we'll get into obviously uh, you, you you have cody glass at your disposal he is available Are the Golden Knights going to go down and bring Cody Glass in? We'll see. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center.
0: Back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas, because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. It's the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Colorado Avalanche defeat the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1. And let's take a look at the highlights in this game. It started off really well for Vegas. They get Max Pacioretty back in the lineup, and just 40 seconds in, he finds the back of the net.
2: Works it up to the line, off a skate, a backhander, score! Max Pacioretty, welcome back. He's got the Knights on top, 1-0, 17th goal of the year, and the Knights strike in the first minute of the contest.
1: That's Pacioretty from Mark Stone and Alec Martinez just 40 seconds into the game to make it one nothing, Vegas. The teams would trade chances the rest of the period, though Vegas would go into the second period with a 1-0 lead. The Avalanche, though, would tie the game on a Jonas Donskoy power play goal. Taves down toward the right circle, and Burakovsky up top again, Taves. Left for Girard, pass blocked, it
2: bounces in front. They score! Donskoy found a bouncer. And then whacked the airborne puck toward the goal, and somehow it fluttered
1: through. Donskoy ties it 1-1. That's Donskoy from Sam Girard and Devon Taves at 4-04 of the second period to make it 1-1. Just about halfway through the period, JT Comfort would give the Abs the lead. During the halfway mark of this period, up the left wing a chance, and they
0: score.
2: JT
1: Comfort. And it's a 2-1. Colorado lead. That's Comfort unassisted at 9.15 of the second period to make it 2-1 Colorado. It's a, it's a bit of a floater from a bad angle. Mark andre Fleury opens up a little bit after the shot is taken. It squeaks through. Uh, not your typical goal against from Marc-Andre Fleury. Cale McCarr, just about three minutes after that goal, would add to the lead. At the other end a chance, a shot
0: and a
2: goal! A rush ahead for the defenseman, McCarr goes low on Flurry,
1: and Colorado with three goals in the second period leads Vegas 3-1. That's Cale McCarr from Logan O'Connor and Gabriel Landeskog at 12:37 37 in the second period to make it 3-1 Colorado and the captain Gabe Landeskog would cap off the four goal period. Here's McCarr, point shot, rebound, score! There was traffic in front again. The puck
2: didn't get all the way through on the point shot, but the rebound was cleaned up by Nathan McKinnon,
1: or was it Gabriel Landeskog? Let's see. In any case, it's the fourth goal of the period. That is Gabe Landeskog from Miko Rantanen and Kale McCarr at 15:41 of the second period to make it 4-1 Colorado, the Golden Knights would head to the intermission, down 4-1, looking to regroup in the third period, but it was the avalanche that would continue the onslaught, as former Golden Knight pierre Edward Belmar would score early. Smith goes
2: from the crease toward the puck left corner. Now though, joins in, sends it out high, Carlson a blind pass backwards, missing Theodore, back it goes, right wing, a centering try. Belmar scores! 5-1 Colorado.
1: That's Belmar from JT Comfort at 3.54 of the third period to make it 5-1 Colorado. Now the Golden Knights would try to press and Nick Waugh would hit the post then score a goal though the Colorado Avalanche would successfully challenge for offside. Nick Waugh hits the post on a shot.
2: Rebound. Out in front. They're banging away at it. It's still loose in the crease. Squirts out another shot from Waugh. It's in the goal. Nick Waugh Hits the post, mad
1: scramble, Waugh finishes it off. After Colorado's,
5: Colorado's coaches challenge for offside. The play was determined to be offside, no goal.
1: And just like that, Nick Waugh's second goal of the season vanishes before his eyes. However, as the period would wear on, the Colorado Avalanche would have another grade-A chance, and Marc-Andre Fleury, along with Nick Holden, would make the AAA insurance save the game. Jost escapes, he centers the shot, saved, and it's knocked away. Another try from
2: Byram, it's behind Flurry. Let's stop by Holden, pitched in the air by Colasar. Out it goes, all the way back to the Colorado end.
1: The AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So the Golden Knights trailing 5-1, Colorado in firm control of the game, all that was left was the final call. Here's the final horn, it's over in Denver, Colorado a lopsided victory against the Golden Knights, 5-1 the final score. And there you have it, 5-1 the final, the Colorado Avalanche now tied atop the division With the Vegas Golden Knights with 45 points, Vegas still technically leading the division because they have played one less game than Colorado. We'll regroup. We will see what the Golden Knights have in store for the Avalanche on Saturday. But before we get there, we've got to come back and wrap it up here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center.
0: the Vegas Golden Knights post game show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA
1: Insurance post game show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island and Golden Knights dropped this one 5 to 1 to the Colorado Avalanche. Vegas 22-8 and one, 45 points on the year these two teams go back at it again on Saturday. It's a noon game. So, you know, get ready, 11 o'clock pregame. That'll be fun, nice and early for me. I'm excited about that. Uh, tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. So it started off well for the Golden Knights. Max Pacioretty back in the lineup. You think there's a little bit of that injected energy. You get the, the mismatch, or at least you hope it would be a mismatch of Alex Tuck on the third line, providing that depth option for the Golden Knights. And, you know, while while they score early, Uh, There were still plenty of opportunities in that first period for the Colorado Avalanche. A couple of breakaways, now opportunities on both sides. I thought it was fairly even, but still not necessarily the way you'd like to tighten it down if you're the Golden Knights with a one-goal lead. And then it's penalty trouble in the second period that really allowed the Colorado Avalanche, A, to get back in the game, and B, take the game completely over. Um, And while it was just one power play goal for Colorado, they were able to build off of that momentum and really turn that that tie game into a wide open and clamped down in terms of Colorado's favor game. On the scoreboard, clamped down. Wide open in terms of their chances in generating off of the rush. Uh, you know, Pete DeBoer takes a look at, at that game, takes a look at the first period, and said he didn't necessarily like what he saw. And, and you know, I, I don't think that that that's necessarily the wrong opinion to have. Now, it's all about how you respond, and that's the other thing to kind of keep in mind here, is one game doesn't or shouldn't change your entire opinion about a team, just as one game in a playoff series doesn't lose you the playoff series. It's all about adjustments, and I think tonight the Golden Knights learned a couple of things about Colorado. They learned a couple of things about Colorado's defensemen, who are able to make plays and if you turn pucks over they will make you pay and i think vegas is going to come at this with a different angle on saturday simplify the game get pucks in deep and go to work down low so again vegas colorado will go saturday at noon pregame show at 11 o'clock 11 a.m. bright and early with yours truly. We've got the extended post game show coming up next. Thanks a lot to everybody for listening in right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center.
0: It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended
1: Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340 is the number. That's 702-876-1340. I'm I'm imagining you guys want to talk after this one. So let's go. Let's get right to it. 702-876-1340 is the number. The Golden Knights lose tonight 5-1 to to the Colorado Avalanche. Now Vegas is 22-8-1. And still atop the Honda West Division, though now tied in points with the Colorado Avalanche. What did you learn tonight? Do you believe you can learn a lot about where these two clubs are from one game? Do you think that one game changes literally everything? Those are questions I legitimately want to know. I'm, I'm very much curious to see where everyone's at right now with Vegas and Colorado. Where you are at should these two teams play in the playoffs? Do you look at this game as an anomaly? Or do you think that this is a trend? Do you think that this is how most games will go between these two clubs? 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing?
7: Well, you know, pensive, I guess. Uh, grab the mouthwash and rinse rinse out this bad taste, but on we go. Now, the last time we had our comeuppance against this team, you remember what happened the next game. We showed character and class and won one to nothing. So I'm not pessimistic about the thing at all. I think Dan Duva really said it best at the end of the regular broadcast. And Dan is, by the way, the second best play-by-play radio guy in hockey. If Mike Lang retires, he'll move to number one. But at any rate, he said that Grubauer has played 27 of 32 games yeah. this season and has no backup, basically, oh five and 2 that's where it's going to somewhere along the way that's going to catch up to him
1: now i i tend to agree with you mike like i I think you gotta find ways to to get philip grubauer some rest but you know at the same time right like if you're colorado is that something that you explore during the trade deadline Do you look to get a backup in place that can give philip grubauer that much needed rest Or do you hope that the combination of of your backups currently and the way the team is playing right now can get you some wins against the bottom of the division?
7: It is interesting to guess who might be on the market. I mean, a Jake Allen? Probably not, because Montreal is still battling for for a playoff spot. I don't know even who's available among goalies. We talk about some help on the third and fourth line for the Knights. The goalies. What's your guess?
1: I mean, I, yeah, it's it's tough, right? Like you know, if I'm looking at a goaltender that you want to get or somebody that you're looking for, I look inside the division. I look at Darcy Kemper, right? I look at Anthony Ranta. Like I look at those two guys for the for the Arizona Coyotes, and I say, if I'm trying to win this season, those are two guys that I look at. I would even. You know, play. I would take a flyer on Jonathan Quick, right? Like, you're looking mm-hmm. at guys that have won in the past, and you're not necessarily looking to bring somebody in that's going to be your goaltender in the playoffs, but you're at least looking for somebody that can give you some wins and backup starts.
7: Yeah, Jonathan Quick would be a slam dunk. I'll agree with you for sure on that one.
1: All right, Mike, thanks for the call. 702 876 1340 is the number. And, you know, I, I don't. I don't know that overreaction is necessarily where you want to be right now, but I'm also not going to tell you not to. That's that's the deal. Fair? That's why I want you to call in. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines. We've got Sal. Sal, how are you doing tonight?
5: Good. Um, I'm not overreacting, but the, I mean, based on what I saw in that first period, I mean, this game could have easily been 8-1, eight, eight um, and it wouldn't even have been on, on flurries. You know, it wouldn't have been on his shoulders because the the number of you know uh, defensive miscues and um, and breakaways in that first period. It, it was very lucky to be up one nothing, and kind of everything that I was you were fearful of in the first period came true in the second period. Um, so it, this game was even worse than, than the score shows.
1: You know, Sal, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think that the, that first period was really where the Golden Knights wanted it. Obviously, you're up one you, nothing. You take that all day long. Uh, but what are you looking for from Vegas in terms of their game on Saturday? How do you want them to play the Colorado Avalanche?
5: Um, I Well, the other thing I wanted to call about, I mean, it kind of talks about Saturday, but he, March or so has to stay out of the penalty box. He has 35 penalty minutes, I looked up, and he's played 30 games. And he's got ten more penalty minutes than anyone else in the team. And for someone that is so competitive and will do anything to win, getting a penalty once your team gives up the lead 30 seconds later is not a recipe for for success. So he's got to I, I, he's got to stay on the penalty box going forward because him on the ice makes it, uh, gives us a better chance to win.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with you, Sal. And thanks for the call. I, I mean, I, I think. The the argument that you use for Jonathan Marchessault is he's he's uh, the type of guy that plays on a little bit of an edge, and when you play on a little bit of an edge, uh, there will be penalties that that kind of happen throughout the course of a game. But in terms of the one tonight, like it, it wasn't so much uh, one of those types of plays where it's undisciplined or or you're you know it's it's a roughing penalty or you take an extra pleasantry between the whistles. That's just a play in which. Marsha beaten on a puck and you know what it, the instinct is to try to obstruct that's what the instinct is when you play the Colorado Avalanche you have to be ready to move your feet all 60 minutes because they are that fast they transition incredibly well they've got great vision from their defense and they're able to move pucks incredibly fast so there will be more obstruction penalties against the Colorado Avalanche because they just move their feet and they're that fast so I I agree on the whole in terms of Jonathan Marchessault and staying out of the penalty box. I just I look at this one, the penalty he took, through a little bit of a different lens. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you doing tonight?
9: Oh, could be better, but
1: stands to reason.
9: Yeah, it's only one game. That's, I mean I kind of try and look at every game as they're just one game. Yeah. Um, but this one was just rough. Even even getting the lead that early by not even halfway through the first period it felt almost the opposite of how the game we lost against the Kings was like it just didn't feel like we were going to win this game even with the lead which was just a weird feeling I guess that just they weren't they were not playing well today
1: now when you look at kind of what you've seen from Vegas and Colorado how how do you want Vegas to play against the Avalanche
9: oh my gosh I don't know like just more discipline because like you said they you know Colorado is going to be fast they're going to be going at it and the Marcioso penalty was one that he you know took and because he was being hard on it but you know you and just like Pacioretty's penalty you know you, you can't do that against Colorado you cannot get angry and and give them that type of opportunity to get into the game
1: no you're absolutely right Stephanie and thank you for the call it's it's about discipline. you got to stay out of the box against Colorado Avalanche. They are too talented. They've got too many game breakers to give them opportunities, and even if they don't score on all of them, they will build momentum. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in Chris. Chris, how are you doing?
6: Good. How are you? I'm great.
1: Excellent. Wonderful. Okay, so, you
6: know, All they have to do is pretend that they're playing the Anaheim Ducks. That's the way I look at it. You know, every time they play the Ducks or they play the Kings, they need to put a lot of hearts. You know, I'm a Minnesota guy. You know, I see plenty of good skaters out there on the team. March is on the penalty, box. kills us. You know, all they have to do is go out there, play 60 minutes and 10 hockey, man, uh, get their transitions, win the face-offs, you know, I keep shooting. I yeah, don't I- see a whole lot of shooting.
1: I mean, I think, I think Chris, there wasn't a lot of shots for the Golden Knights because they weren't right. able to play with the puck because Colorado's defense is so good and they're they're able to transition. I mean, to say, just pretend like you're playing the Colorado Avalanche or the the Anaheim Ducks, you have to take into account the talent discrepancy between Colorado and Anaheim. I understand that.
6: They're, they're a different type of team. That's why they're tied with us in the first place. You know, I don't disagree with you. But, as I said... They play with more intensity, I believe, and, and and I understand that they're probably similarly matched. That's why they're top down, top of the leaderboard with us. So, I mean, I just figure it, it's putting in some heart, man, and, and you know, it, it's that time of the season where everybody's tired and injured, and you know, there there's stuff that's going to happen. But as long as they play with some heart and some pride, man, that's all they got to really really do to you know overcome all the. Advertisement, I'll
1: let you go. All right, thanks for the call, Chris. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the extended postgame show after the break right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's talk about this one. I know you want to. If you're shy, don't be. Call in. This is a safe place. All of your opinions are welcome here. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Chris. Chris, how you doing?
10: Oh, I'm doing good, Ryan. Um, love the show, by the way. Um, Thank longtime you. listener, no problem. Um, sad deal tonight. Um, you know, I think I think we lost momentum in the neutral zone, and I think for us in the past, especially the last couple games, that's where we've seen a lot of pressure on the opposing team's end. Um, and creating chances to get good quality shots.
1: Yeah, Chris, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that, you know, what I want to see from Vegas on Saturday is just simply to get pucks behind the defense of the Colorado Avalanche, make them turn around, make them pull a puck off the boards before starting a breakout and hopefully forechecking. What do you want to see from Vegas on Saturday?
10: Well, I just want to see more cycling um, in Colorado's yeah. zone. And, them to create the momentum um, for good quality chances. I mean, we didn't have any tonight. Shots on goal were low and it just kind of seems like we, you know, we're on we're sitting on our heels the whole game. Um, I don't know if it was the two days off and they kind of lost the momentum of the game break, game break situation but I honestly just want to see more offensive positioning in Colorado's zone to create those good quality chances because I think we lack that a lot tonight
1: Thank you Chris for the call I, I don't disagree with you I, I think there's there's a lot of ground to cover in order to be better on Saturday and I think a lot of that has to do with simplifying the game plan at the blue lines both your both your defensive blue line and the offensive blue line if you get a puck over the blue line it's got to get deep You've got to find ways to force Colorado's mobile defense to play defense. That's their job. Kale McCarr should not be able to get behind the defense and score a goal from the top of the crease. He did. Devon Taves should not have a breakaway. He's a defenseman. That shouldn't happen. And yet it did. Because Colorado is very, very, very good. Very good in transition. And if you turn pucks over, they will make you pay. The Golden Knights, it, even beyond just discipline and staying out of the penalty box, have to be disciplined in their puck management. That, that has to improve for Vegas on Saturday. Because the only way you beat Colorado is to control the game and make them come 200 feet. Mark Stone said it after the game. We have to make them go 200 feet to score a goal. If we allow them to, to turn pucks over, we turn pucks over in the neutral zone and their defense are able to kind of pick everything off, it's going to be a long night. Colorado had way too many odd man rushes, way too many chances in those situations. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us after the break right here on the Extended post game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: To your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended post game show
1: live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. 702 876 1340. 702 876 1340 is the number. I'm not sure why you guys aren't calling tonight. It's a big, big game. There was a lot of talk going into this game as. as and rightfully so, as being one of those measuring stick games. And I'm curious to find out exactly where everyone stands with the Golden Knights after tonight. Do you put a lot of stock into this game? Do you think, based on the result of this game, that you've learned what you need to know about Vegas and Colorado? Is it more nuanced than that? I'd say it's that. I'd say it's more way more nuanced than what it looks like because you know, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna look at this game and say, well, Colorado's just better. Tonight they were. Like tonight everything came up, Colorado. They were able to get those power plays, build momentum. You held Nathan McKinnon off the score sheet. So that's that's good. Colorado put five up, that's not. But, I mean, you were able to shut down, effectively shut down Nathan McKinnon. Just kind of goes to show you how dangerous the Colorado Avalanche could be and why this is a team that is right there, not just at the top of this division, but in the NHL. And that's the the road ahead for the Golden Knights. In order to win, you have to beat good teams. And it doesn't matter if you play them in the first round. It doesn't matter if you play them in the third round or in the Stanley Cup final. It does not matter when you play them. you got to play them. And you have to beat them. And it doesn't really matter to me that the Golden Knights lost tonight. It's a big game. They wanted to win. They didn't win. It's all about how you adjust. It's all about what you change. Like, if the Golden Knights come out on Saturday and that game looks like this game then maybe you start to worry a little bit. If there are not adjustments made, if you don't get more from Vegas in terms of generating offense, in terms of high danger chances, in terms of just making Philip Grubauer make a difficult save, then yeah, sure. You can get upset. You can you can be, I, I guess, disillusioned with this team if you want to. But again... These two teams, through essentially the exact same amount of games played, Vegas played one less game than Colorado, are tied with 45 points. They're both very, very good. They're both very, very good. And in a seven-game series, it's about talent, it's about execution, and it's about adjustments. And my argument here is that I believe Pete DeBoer, has earned the benefit of the doubt in terms of adjustments. Like, we're talking about a guy who, with Vegas, has a career win percentage of 74%. 74% of the games that the Golden Knights play are wins under Pete DeBoer. Through 52 regular season games... 37 wins right so there are times where the golden knights will lose a game and they will come back and they'll have a fantastic game i don't know that you judge this game as a single entity you have to look at what these two games mean and what the golden knights come at colorado with on saturday i think that's a perfectly reasonable take And since no one is calling to yell at me, that's the take that I'm going to have. Although I am open to opinions, I'm open to other people calling in and telling me that I'm wrong. I'm open to the sky is falling if that's what you want to do. 702-876-1340. That's the number here. We all want to talk about it. I don't think this changes my opinion of the golden knights they're a very good team among the very best not just in this division but also within the entire nhl the main issue in the nhl is even really really good teams aren't going to win every single night it's just not going to happen that's not something that happens so you take this loss and you learn something from it if you're the golden knights you take this loss You figure it out and you come back better and you find a way to win on Saturday. All that matters now is how you respond. That's it. And I think the Golden Knights are going to come back with one of their better games of the season because that's what you expect of really, really good teams. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended Postgame
1: Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Islands. The Colorado Nordique, the Avalanche. They were wearing their reverse retros tonight. They are so good. Though one, one quibble, one complaint with the Colorado Avalanche is uh, they wear their blue pants with their road whites. So it's white helmet, a, a predominantly white and burgundy jersey with a with blue pants. and it just aesthetically is is confusing to me. And my only my only ask is that they they take the burgundy pants that they use for the throwbacks and they just use those for their regular road whites. Because that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna quibble here because no one's called in, and uh, I do appreciate those callers early on in the show. Thank you for talking this one through. I think that on the whole, we're uh, we're not overreacting to this game. We're gonna take a look and and see what comes next. How do the Golden Knights respond? on saturday that's the big question of course that game is going to go at 12 noon 11 a.m pregame show with me ryan wallace yours truly thanks to jeff rubino for turning the knobs making me sound halfway decent thanks to bobby machado back in the studio and thanks to all of you for tuning in right here on the extended post game show on fox sports las vegas